0: with music and dialogue alternating one after the other. The idea caught on with the public, and melodrama, a combination of melody and drama, was born. By the end of the century, the music was just a backing for the words, and in 1800, the curtain rose on a new fashion in drama. The original of melodramas, as we think of them, was Curlina, or The Child of Mystery, written by Gilbert de Pixericourt, and first staged in Paris. Its success was so great that a pirate version adapted without acknowledgment by Thomas Holcroft appeared within two years in London, renamed A Tale of Mystery. The theatre-going public was delighted. Said the Times of 15th of November 1802, this produces an effect that has not been surpassed by any mixed combination of similar nature since the English drama has attained to its present improved state. Melodrama had arrived a drama of extreme situations, stereotyped characters, and the heights of sentimentality and sensation which were part of the 19th century taste for Gothic horror. The new century brought a new audience into the theatre, a larger audience who demanded plays of a more vigorous and sensational kind. Melodrama was theatre for the people, Exhausted from their long working day in factory, shop or office, they would flock to the burgeoning theatres, much as people today turn on the television, wanting to be entertained without making much effort. The major literary figures of the age all made sporadic attempts at serious drama, but the most important playwrights were the writers of melodrama. Bulwer-Lytton, James Robinson Planchet, Douglas Gerald, Dion Busico, W.S. Gilbert, Yes, that W.S. Gilbert. Tom Taylor, Tom Robertson, Leopold Lewis, Henry Arthur Jones, Pinero, and Wilde. Dion Boussico, the Irish playwright whose 1860 play The Colleen Bourne we heard earlier, recognised the trend in the theatre. Sensation is what the public wants, he said, and you can't give them too much of it. Boussico knew as well as any how to give it to them. When it appeared on stage, the scene we heard was set in a lake cave, with the water and the moon visible through the opening at the back. The stage itself seemed to be covered with water, an effect created by a rippling light on blue gauze, in which the audience could actually see the bodies floating and sinking, diving and swimming. There was a rope hanging from the flies, so the hero, Miles Nacopolin, played by Busico himself, could swing across the stage like a Victorian Tarzan. It's hardly surprising that the audiences of the day became excited and involved. When they cheered the hero and booed the villain, the Victorian audience was expressing genuine admiration and hatred. Few villains deserved that hatred more than Svengali, the devilish hypnotist. In the dramatisation of George du Maurier's famous novel of 1894, he exploits his powers to seduce the beautiful but gullible Trilby away from the man she loves. Within no time at all, he has his ear to her breast.
1: Inside your beautiful big chest, the lungs are made of leather.
0: Hmm?
1: Pardon? Say 99. 99! Hmm? 99! Himmelungheim. Stomach-voice. Wonderful. And you have a quick, soft, susceptible heart. All that sees itself in your face. Yes. But when I play to you the Adieu of Schubert, you turn another way. You roll your cigarette. You look at Litra Billy. You do not look at Svengali. Svengali who looks at you with all his eyes And all his soul
0: Wish you wouldn't stare at me like that, Svengali
1: Ah, The day will come when you will stare at me When I shall be the famous Svengali And hundreds of beautiful women, princesses and countesses, And serene English artisan Shall fall in love with me ...and shall invite me to the palaces and pay me a thousand francs a day to play to them. But Zingali will not look at them. He will look inward at his own dream. And that dream shall be all about Trilby. To lay his heart, his genius, at her beautiful white feet... And you shall see nothing, hear nothing, think nothing, but Svengali, Svengali, Svengali. Svengali. Remember all these things, my Trilby. I will have millions, millions. Come, my gecko, we will go and borrow five francs from Dorian upstairs. That will make ten francs for my dinner.
0: (laughs) From her vacant stare we can see she is hypnotised, and when he lets go of her hand it falls slackly to her side. Little Billy is a clean, honourable, well-born Englishman, and Trilby O'Ferrell, despite years of posing in the nude for artists, has also preserved her honour. Svengali is not very clean, not at all honourable, and extremely foreign. Franco-German and Jewish. He is always borrowing money from the nice young English artists, and he calls them pig dogs, even when they oblige. Gecko, his servant, is almost as villainous as Svengali. On the day before Trilby is to be married to little Billy, Svengali bolts the studio door.
1: So... At midnight, we say goodbye, my Trilby.
0: I shall be thankful to leave Paris behind. You
1: do not listen to me, my Trilby. You turn away when Svengali speaks to you. You still think of Little Billy. Sleep, Marmignon. Sleep. Do you hear me, Trilby? Trilby, do you hear me? Yes, then you will do as I bid you. You will rise. You will go into the dining room. You will wait there till I call for you. I will it. Mm. I will it. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Ah, my strength. My genius, my life is passing into hers If I take her not care, it will kill me Gecko Trilby, where is she? She leaves Paris at midnight She and I And you, my Gecko I, you see, I know your secret You love her Yes, I love her I would rather die than let a moment of unhappiness come to her. Ah, what happiness would she find with Littra Billy? She has the artist's nature, the beauty of a queen. And shall she pine away among the swine of an English village? No, if I thought she would ever forgive me. Svengali, I have served you as a dog. But rather than injure her... I, you little fool! Damn it. <laughs> you who owe everything to me. You whom I picked out of the gutter when you are starving. You, ah, ah, my heart. I faint. Brandy quick. What is this? I cannot see. My heart. I will not die. Not let me die. Let me live another year. I will repent, O God of Israel Sheman Israel Adonai Elohano, Adonai Hard. I am not dying, eh, gecko? Kill huh? my heart? I am not dying. I am young still. You live, my gecko, you and I. We will wander eastward, you and Trilby and I. We will cage the songbird till it sings gold and pearls and diamonds and rubies, and we will be rich. I will ride in my carriage and smoke the big Havana cigar, and I will wear a Big fur coat all the winter and all the summer too. She would never leave Paris. We shall see. I have my power still. Trillby. Trillby. Come to me. She comes not. Trilby. Come to me.